Welcome to the Girl Scout Advantage podcast, a podcast where we educate, empower, and share the stories of the Girl Scout experience. Join us to rediscover the magic of leadership, teamwork, and personal discovery. The Girl Scout Advantage, a podcast where you will learn how the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan creates successful girls for today who will become the leaders of our tomorrow. Hello and welcome to another Girl Scout Advantage podcast with the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan. My name is Brenna Smith, Special Project Coordinator, Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan, and today I am talking with Paula Stott, who is one of our leaders um, from the Lansing region and is currently leading a junior troop. So how are you doing today, Paula? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good. I'm so glad that we're able to talk today, um, and I'm excited to share some of the stories about your troop because um, as our listeners will come to see, Paula's troop is really passionate about, you know, completing a variety of different projects that have been super, super impactful. Um, So we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, Paula, can you just tell me um, how you first got involved with Girl Scouts? Yes, actually, I got involved in Girl Scouts uh, when I was a second grader in elementary school. Um, I'm 52 years old, so uh, you can do the math. That was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I wore the, uh, the little brown uniform and we went to meetings. Um, I don't have a lot of recollection of, of those uh, early years. Um, when I think about uh, Girl Scouting, um, I'm a little bit older, maybe 10. When I started going to Girl Scout camp, uh, that made a really big difference uh, uh, in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. And... I, I did go to uh, Camp Deer Trails uh, several times um, throughout uh, Girl Scouts. I stayed in Girl Scouting through sixth grade. And uh, again, I don't really recall why I, I stopped. Um, I don't know whether my, my you know troop fell apart or whether or not I lost interest. Um, mm-hmm. But just because I stopped uh, being a Girl Scout, um, you know, officially on paper, um, I don't think I ever stopped being a Girl Scout. It, it, there's so much that I learned that just became a part of who I was. Um, and so when I became a mother, my, my oldest uh, was 32. She started Girl Scouts in first grade, 1992. Mm-hmm. And I uh, started being the um, the cookie mom back then. So um, she had two uh, wonderful Girl Scout leaders, and I helped at meetings, and I ran, you know, the cookie sales and all that such. Um, so I did that with her, and she lasted in Girl Scouts somewhere through middle school, I believe seventh grade, uh, until she got involved in some other things. Scheduling got in the way, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we just had really wonderful. It was such a good good way as a parent to, to bond, um, with my, with my daughter. So then, um, at that time, my youngest daughter, who's 23 now, uh, we got her started in daisies. Um, that was brand new. We, we, um, I, I was looking up the history and found out that my older daughter actually could have started in kindergarten. Um, I didn't realize that started in 1984, but that was not available or no one spoke about it in our school back then. So when my youngest daughter then um, got the notification, I was so excited that she got to start uh, as young as kindergarten. So 
Um, I did the same kind of thing there, but I also was, uh, became the co-lead here. Um, so I got to have a little more um, hand in what we were doing and how we were doing and, uh, you know, passing on all those very important lessons, you know, to my daughter. I, uh, I raised uh, that set of children and uh, went about my adult life. Um, and then five years ago, I, I remarried and I got a new daughter, um, two new daughters in the process. But the youngest one at five years old wanted to become a Girl Scout. Mm. And the, um, the call came out that they, they who wanted to help with Girl Scouting. And I uh, filled out the form saying I had had some Girl Scouting experience and I would be glad to, you know, volunteer when they needed it, lend a hand. And before we know it, I, uh, I got the call saying, hey, we need a Girl Scout leader. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> after a moment of, oh, no, <laughs> what did I do? Um, I, you know, I thought about it and, and, and recalled all of my own experiences, all of um, my other two daughters, you know, um, experiences that uh, we had had together in uh, in Girl Scouting. And I thought, well, what a neat way uh, to be able to bond with this with this new daughter and become familiar with the school and the kids and the parents at the school. So uh, that is how in uh, 2014, I became uh, the Girl Scout troop leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you um, really have had kind of a taste of different roles in the in the volunteering aspect, you know, cookie mom to co-leader to, you know, leader. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that was uh, kindergarten 2014. And at that point in time, we had a, a, a group that was mixed uh, kindergarten and first grade. So it was a split troop. We were all daisies. Uh, at the end of that year, um, it had been getting around how much fun we were having. Um, Girl Scouting was um, uh, Chris Worm, who is our um, my liaison at uh, uh, Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan, mm -hmm. was working really hard to rejuvenate Girl Scouting in Bath, Michigan, which is where we're from. And um, so it, people were really excited to hear that Girl Scouting was back, and our at our Girl Scout open house uh, for that next year, um, we had so many people that wanted to be Girl Scouts uh, for what was then going to be first and second grade that my leader and co-leader and I decided to split our troops. And mm. she took over um, what was now first year brownies and I uh, remained with the second year daisies and took on a new co-leader. Um, so at that point in time, I, I had 16 girls wow. just in, in that troop. <laughs> That's a good amount of daisies. <laughs> it's a lot of daisies. <laughs> and my, uh, my co-leader, Kim, and I, um, uh, we, we put in a lot of uh, a thought after that first year um, as to how to make the most of that hour uh, that we had those girls for hour and 15 minute meetings, um, and, and how to, uh, maintain, uh, order. So, uh, one of the things we created back then was, um, uh, brownie, they were called, um, when we became 
brownies is called brownie bucks. Um, so the girls, it became a system of uh, where they could earn or lose uh, brownie bucks uh, during the course of a meeting. Um, and not only during the meeting, um, all of the teachers and administrators in the school knew about it. And if we heard about um, our kids doing things um, like uh, in support of other students or stopping bullying or, you know, anything like that, they could earn extra brownie bucks doing that kind of thing, too. Oh. Um, and then we had a we had a store at the end of the year and they got to shop. Um, so uh, that has been my saving grace. If I could pass that message on to any new troop leader um, get something into place right away um, and, and, you know, try to have the girls uh, be a part of that decision and, and have ownership to it. Um, and they, it, having that kind of order really allowed us to get a lot more done than we would have without it. Yeah. And what a great way too, with it being, you know, implemented at school as well. What a great way to keep, you know, the Girl Scout values at the top of the minds of, of your girls too. You know, that's like constantly something that they're thinking about and trying to implement. Yes. That's such a great idea. Hopefully some of our, our listeners who maybe are having some troublesome <laughs> brownies <laughs> can implement that. Yeah. And it, it really ends up being, um, you know, I, I did mention that they can lose brownie bucks. Um, mm -hmm. In the entire time we've been doing this system, we used that system for about two and a half years straight. I don't even think that anyone really did lose a brownie buck. We came close. Mm -hmm. um, and if it did happen, it was once or twice. It, it, it isn't a negative thing. The girls took that as we, we tried to turn around as a positive, you know, mm -hmm. stay, stay in control of your choices um, and then keep each other in line. You know, I, I had girls who would say, you know, you don't want to lose a brownie buck. You know, there's, <laughs> Remember all the cool stuff we get to buy. So it, it really turned into something that they could self-police. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Such a, you know, good positive reinforcement mechanism. Absolutely. So at the biggest point, my co-leader uh, uh, at the time, Kim, uh, took on some <laughs> new duties. And uh, I was on the lookout for uh, another uh, helper. Um, I had also changed careers, so trying mm. to find the time to devote to Girl Scouting was something that I had to uh, I had to find a balance for. Um, Girl Scouting is very important to me. Um, I, I mentioned it, it's been a part of me my whole life. Right. You know, my values, uh, my sense of right and wrong, doing for others. I believe all uh, stems from my Girl Scout experience. And so when I took on, you know, the, the duty and responsibility to these girls, I take that seriously. And um, I want to provide for them the most inclusive experience that I can. Um, and, man, there's a lot of stuff to do. And you oh, just yeah. can't do it all. So, um, but you can do more if you find support and help. My family has always been very supportive, um, but I needed uh, more hands, more help, more heads. And so I started talking to, uh, the parents and two of the newer girls that had joined. I was now up to, at one point, the highest we got was 23 girls in one troop. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, 
that's that's when I said I, I have to have help or I can't do this. Um, mm-hmm. And so I took on two new co-leaders and um, they're fabulous. Um, we 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 kind of we tease that we kind of share one brain now uh, when it comes to Girl Scouting. Um, yeah. And we've learned we've learned who who has what strengths and who has what weaknesses and to work around those. And uh, um, we have other uh, Girl Scout moms uh, who pitch in too, but letting go and um, delegating was a really difficult thing for me to do. I didn't want to let control go of Mm. how I saw the program going. Um, That's always been a, a challenge for me, but there's another thing I have learned in Girl Scouts just like we can, we, we, we not only can, we have to believe in these girls. We have to believe in their abilities. Um, and you have to let them have as many opportunities um, and choices and leadership abilities as you can. Um, that's all part of, of me letting go of that control, too. So that has been a very mutual, mutually beneficial Girl Scout lesson for Definitely. me personally. Um, and I, I had to put that into play and getting, and getting help with these two ladies, uh, that now lead with me. Um, so, um, I have to credit all of those ladies, uh, all, all four of my co-leaders I've had over the past, uh, five years. Um, I couldn't, um, have helped these girls achieve what they did without that help. Yeah. And it sounds like you, for you to ask for help, that was kind of, your your breakthrough and you mentioned that for you finding that that balance you know we talk a lot about work-life balance but sometimes we have trouble navigating the you know Girl Scout balance and and you know having enough time to dedicate to the troop what needs to be dedicated so that's something that we hear from you know newer leaders and even potential volunteers quite often is you know I am working full time and I volunteer here and I have so much going on I don't think that I could be a good leader so what would you say to those people well um the lesson that I learned is what I would tell them to learn right away ask for help uh get organized if you feel overwhelmed, uh, take a deep breath and find your center again. Most important thing I have learned uh, from these girls is they aren't going to remember every single specific thing that you tried to teach them, every activity you did with them. They're not going to remember all of those specifics. I've, I've been frustrated before when I said to my daughter, do you remember when we did this in Girl Scouts? And she'll look at me straight in the face and say, nope. Um, <laughs> But what she does remember is um, it are the lessons, are yeah. um, are the results, are uh, it, the bonds uh, that she's building, and um, the overall general experiences. So I think I would remind new leaders to trust that it's not in the details; it's in it's in the heart, it's in the intentions, and you know, schedule uh, your time and what you can give. For there, you're not going to be able to do everything that Girl Scouts offers. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. There are so many opportunities, um, and there are so many opportunities that you can make into a Girl Scout experience that didn't initiate from Girl Scouts. So y- you have to accept right away you can't do it all. But those girls, if you give them a voice, will t- tell you what is important to do. Right. 
Yeah, that is such, such good advice. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, because I think, you know, that will really resonate with some of our new leaders and those people who might be on the fence about volunteering. I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, you your troop has done some incredible projects over the years. So I have in my hands a huge packet of notes and letters that two years ago now your brownies at that time wrote these letters to um, legislators and, and representatives. So can you tell us a little bit about that project? Um, what were the girls writing about? How did that project come about? Absolutely. Um, two years ago uh, in uh, 2016, uh, it was um, a really exciting for some and hard for some period of time. We had a very important election going on um, to elect a new president. And during that election, um, there were a lot of vocal adults. Um, There were a lot of things happening that, uh, like I said, were exciting, but there were other things happening that were scary. And um, part of what happened last, or two years ago, the fall of 2016, had to do with talking about um, immigration and talking about people who are different than us. Um, There was a lot of focus put on, uh, for instance, um, building a wall uh, started being a chant um, of um, um, Mr. Trump, who wanted to be president, um, said, build a wall, build a wall. And adults were talking about keeping people out that we don't want. Well, unfortunately, children heard these things and Mm -hmm. not only did they hear these things but things started happening in schools where uh, kids were um, being bullied because of these things that um, it it kind of became a thing where people felt like it was more okay to put these kind of fears of other people out in the open and um, and and our children were were hearing that but not understanding that and so we started hearing these things from our girls and decided that we needed to do something to help uh, focus them. And so we had an entire meeting with these girls who were seven at the time. And we had a lot of talks about, now I didn't talk about politics in in specific. I didn't bring Mm -hmm. anything up like that. We talked about bullying. We talked about Mm -hmm. what was okay and what was not okay as far as how we treat each other. We talked about inclusivity. And how we we talked about all the different all the ways people can be different from each other, and uh, how they felt about that was that okay? And how would you approach something? And so it was an incredible meeting. We could have talked for two three hours with these girls who had the attention spans of seven year olds. <laughs> um, they never lost uh, interest in this conversation. It was fascinating and. Wow. We knew then that we needed to, um, they, they were very passionate about, we need to do something to tell people this is not okay. Um, so that's where our project was born. And so we decided to learn about government. Uh, we learned about government from the local level, uh, the state level, the national level. And then we decided to write letters. Uh, so uh, the girls wrote some very impassioned letters about uh, what they were worried about. Uh, what they hoped for, how they thought that people should treat each other, and they wanted to ask their elected officials to do something about it, 
to make a stand and say this was okay or that was not okay. And so that's where these letters were born. And from there, we ended up uh, presenting uh, these letters personally at our uh, township board meeting. The girls all, uh, all went there and, and did that. That was very powerful uh, for them to be able to hand their letters and their voices to grown adults and be listened to. Watching them realize that they had power uh, to change things was amazing. Uh, we also mailed these packets to uh, every representative we had, um, all the way from state level, all the way up. At the time, um, President Obama was in office, and we sent our packet of uh, uh, 23 different letters and an, an overall uh, view of what our project was and what our hope was for our country. And then uh, when President Trump uh, took office in January, we sent another whole packet uh, to him. And actually, we heard back from both White Houses. Wow. Uh, our, our troop did. Uh, President Obama wrote to us and, and uh, sent us uh, a whole packet of uh, things to do and um, a lot of encouragement. And President Trump wrote back to us, and, uh, and we received encouragement from him. So that was wow. very powerful, too. Uh, to Absolutely. be able to present. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. At, at one of the letters right now. Um, and just as an example for some of our listeners, um, you see, you know, in typical second grader scrawl, this one that I'm looking at says, adults have been arguing about the election. I would like adults to stop bullying people that have a different opinion. Bullying is not nice. Every American is equal. The America I would like to see is adults having peace between each other and being nice to each other. Everyone should be nice. It's the right thing to do. I think that that just really encapsulates. We don't oftentimes think about how, as adults, you know, the things that we're discussing really do impact the kids around us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, um, and that letter you read, you know, some, some listeners might think, how could a second grader uh, write that? Um, I, I will remind you that um, they did have a, a, a form type letter, um, mm -hmm. which I had starting words, but most of the words you heard were, were theirs. Um, they were incredibly insightful and they, they know what's right and wrong and they know what makes them feel funny um, mm -hmm. and they know what makes them feel scared. Um, so this really gave them a voice and gave them power and it translated into a lot of different uh, uh, things. Um, they really started um, standing up for each other at school. Um, they started realizing and, and bringing stories to us of different ways that uh, they just started uh, uh, living differently um, and, uh, and realizing um, that, that they had power and that uh, they could make a change. That was really, really cool to see. So the anti-bullying yeah. project has been with us since we started it. It's still uh, a big focus of our troop. And then over the last year, you conducted a, a really big drive in conjunction with our Hometown Heroes project. So can you tell us a little bit about that project as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, for uh, both uh, treats and reads and cookie sales, um, there is a a brilliant uh, fundraising uh, choice on your order form, which is called Hometown Heroes. And so the person who, uh, for whatever reason, whether they just don't want the treats or the cookies or whether or not they want a way to um, uh, donate differently, um, you can just uh, 
uh, donate the money, and then the troop or the council then provides a box of candy or a box of cookies to a hometown hero. We have participated in this uh, all five years that we've been Girl Scouts, and uh, every year we've done it a little bit differently. Last year we decided that we wanted to um, have the girls have um, more of a hands-on participation uh, into this project. Uh, we had been learning about ways that people could give service in their communities and to their country. So we learned about uh, soldiers and that's the girls did a vote and decided that they wanted to uh, in 2000, in early spring of 2018 for the cookie sales, they wanted to make uh, soldiers that were deployed they had learned about what it meant to be deployed and away from your family and possibly fighting wars. And that's where they wanted uh, their cookie donations to go to. So that's where our project um, for the Hometown Heroes started. Mm -hmm. um, I decided, uh, uh, my co-leaders and I decided we wanted to make it uh, uh, bigger than that. So uh, we wanted to have a, a personal needs uh uh, a donation along there. So how we handled that was uh, we came up with, the girls uh, helped us research uh, what do soldiers need, what, what do they want, what makes them happy, what makes their jobs easier to have, like things as simple as um, moleskin for their feet uh, to a tube of chapstick to beef jerky, those kind of things. So we made mm -hmm. the list. We sent home a project that the girls had a month to complete, and they had to learn a new lesson, uh, a new chore, a new uh, skill at home off of this list. There was a whole choice of things that they could do, all the way from cleaning the refrigerator to washing windows, things you wouldn't normally ask your, at that point, eight-year-old to do. Mm. Um, so the girls had to earn between 5 and $10, and then they had to go to the store and take that list that they had of wants and needs of soldiers, and they had to learn to budget that money to buy off of the list. We encouraged the parents uh, to have the girls stay within whatever money they had actually earned. My daughter, for instance, um, Emma, we were at the store, and she was really struggling. She, We got up to the uh, cashier, and she went over the $10 that she had. And she was really, really struggling to make a choice. And she turned around to me and asked me if she could do more chores so that she could buy the other thing wow. um, that she had there. And there was a couple behind us in line, an older couple that overheard what we were talking about. And he pulled $10 out of his pocket and handed it to her. And she was so excited about that, that someone cared you know what she was doing that someone else outside of our troop um, wanted to help at this age still they're very very self-focused little human beings um, sometimes they don't realize how big the world is mm. and um, and chance encounters like that um, where other people just want to help people they don't even know um, are so powerful and uh, she was so excited uh, to be able to buy those things. Um, and then we took the rest of the money and went back and bought a little bit more. So we had 20. Uh, we had a little girl um, move by the time we got done with this project. So mm -hmm. we went back to our next meeting with 22 girls. And all of those items that they had collected, we had 
hundreds of things. Um, and <laughs> the girls had to work together. 22 eight-year-olds had to work together to figure out how to sort them and pack them into seven different boxes. That was um, frustrating and hilarious. And, um, <laughs> and in the end, uh, uh, they got it done. And uh, they decorated these these boxes and, and stuffed them all full of these... Uh, uh, these things. Um, and then we, at the same time, had been finishing our Girl Scout cookie booths and uh, had done special displays at our booths. And uh, the public really loved that we were trying to earn money for um, treats for deployed soldiers. So it was very popular. We, uh, I, I apologize, I don't have the exact number in my head right now, but I know it was over 400. I'm almost thinking it was 438 boxes of cookies and wow. that the girls got donated. Uh, so once we got those, the Girl Scout cookies came in, um, we sorted all of that into seven huge separate boxes. And inside each box was uh, those um, dozens and dozens of boxes of cookies the uh, special needs that the girls had collected. And then also inside each box was a packet uh, that had pictures that the girls had made, had drawn of soldiers for the soldiers. And then on the back of the picture was a letter that the girls had each written to soldiers in general. And those letters, uh, much like the letters I talked about before, I started with a form. Um, and then they had blank lines and they filled them in and they asked uh, the coolest questions. It's really neat to, to, to get a picture, a window inside of a child's mind about what's important to them. Um, they asked the soldiers things like, you know, where do you sleep without a bed in the desert? What do you do when you miss your kids? How do you know when you've won the war? There, there was some pretty, pretty neat, insightful letters there. Um, so we, uh, last June, uh, delivered all of these letters or, or all of these, I'm sorry, all of these, uh, boxes, uh, with these things in it to the American Red Cross. And in conjunction with a Mi Michigan veterans organization, they took all of those boxes and they actually delivered them to deployed troops around the world. What an incredible opportunity for these girls, I mean, for both of those projects, as seven, eight, and nine-year-olds to really change their world. Yes. You know, that's that's the goal of the Girl Scout leadership experience, experience is to allow girls to change the world. And I just think it's incredible, both of those projects, it makes that so tangible for your girls. How did, how do you think they felt about the projects? Well, that first project, the bullying project, we actually got uh, we actually got filmed too. Um, they came and uh, and videoed the girls, so they're somewhere exists in in uh, in Girl Scout uh, information somewhere. Um, some videos of the girls talking exactly about how they felt about this project. As I mentioned with that one, um, they they said things like, um, you know, we made a change and we made a difference and um, we're going to make sure that uh, bullying stops happening. Wow. As far as um, the soldiers, they felt really good that they made a difference in somebody's lives that was doing something for them. Like I mentioned, we learned about service and mm -hmm. 
and sacrifice. And uh, it was powerful for those girls, uh, not only to make these uh, decisions as a troop and then actually make it happen. You can see the difference in already in these girls and how they can see possibilities, whereas other friends of my daughters that aren't Girl Scouts, the level of, hey, I think I can do this is different in a Girl mm. Scout. Because not only did someone tell them they can, it's very important, you know, when you have parents at home saying, you can do this, you can do anything. But it is another level altogether when you have trusted adults in your life show you and help you to actually make it happen. Yeah. Um, that's a different level. And we've already had several of our, our girls uh, be chosen for uh, different leadership things, uh, opportunities in school, yeah, in, in churches and clubs. Um, it's already happening, and they're nine years old. We, we tell them all the time about how many U.S. senators uh, have been Girl Scouts, about um, how many uh, women scientists have been Girl Scouts. Um, so uh, we're, we're hoping that their imaginations on what they can be one day um, is really being fueled by this experience. I just am truly amazed by the experiences that you have had and what you've been able to do with your girls. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your stories about your entire Girl Scout experience and, you know, those projects, the ways that the girls are changing their world. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and, and tell us about those things. Oh, you're welcome. To our listeners, I want to thank you all for tuning in today. I hope that you're feeling just as inspired and awestruck as I am after um, listening to Paula and her experiences with her troop today. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please be sure to do so. You can click that beautiful subscribe button that you see. And then make sure to share this episode far and wide because it's important for the world to know that Girl Scouts really are changing their world in everything that they do. And that, you know, girls are able to latch on to things that really matter to them and build experiences that are impactful for them and for their communities. So make sure that you share this episode um, so that that message gets across. So thank you again for joining us. My name is Brenna Smith. And until our next adventure, be bold, be brave, and leave each place a whole lot better than you found it. Change the world, come with me.